snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price because a lot has happened over the last 24 hours with Bitcoin now finally giving us some market structure for a tradable range. And exactly as we predicted yesterday, after filling the CME gap at 18,440 Bitcoin pumped above 20,000 US dollars, just like what happened to the S&P 500, getting above its daily open and even coming close to the weekly open at 21,000 US dollars before we saw a rejection exactly as we also predicted the day before that if Bitcoin were to get to the $21,000 level, we would potentially get rejected. So there's a lot to talk about today with Bitcoin camping out and having an espresso below the 2018 previous all time high at 19,798. It's clearly having a cup of coffee right now below this extremely important level. But check this out, snipers, before we get into our live stream and answer questions from our live audience, if Bitcoin were to just do what the equity markets are doing right now to close the week into a three day weekend, notice how the S&P 500 already much and above the new monthly open and the current daily open justifying that Bitcoin could potentially by the time that you're watching this video by 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, get back above its new monthly open sitting right around 20,000 US dollars, potentially even come to test the previous weekly open at 20,574. And because of this, for those inside of our discord, we took a long position on Bitcoin at 19,480 today at 201 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that has already hit its first profit target. I am currently inside of this long position. I'll talk about exactly why we're inside of a long position. And then there's a lot of other news to cover, like the seasonality of one of the worst months coming to a close. But now we're heading into one of the best months for the S&P 500 based on historical data. And then notice this for Bitcoin, one of the worst months ever in history, down 40 percent. And it's also the start of Q3. So we're halfway through the year. Are things going to shift to another narrative, maybe a bullish narrative for the next six months? We'll talk about that. And then for those that have heard the first US short Bitcoin ETF just launched. And so we'll discuss the effects of that potentially on the market. But I'm just going to cover the four dimensional revolving parts. I see we have Malik and Swamp Gator on our live stream right now. We'll talk about some of the revolving parts before we get into the live stream questions for those that are just watching the replay. But remember to smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm snipers. If you enjoy this content with Joshua Earp and I, his YouTube channel link is in the description below. Let's help him get to a thousand subscribers. He's already almost at 200 subscribers and he hasn't even posted a video yet. He's new to social media, but one of the best analysts that I know, one of my best friends. So the equity markets are doing quite well. The DXY surprisingly also pushing up today almost forming new highs, but it didn't just quite get there. And so this is a big puzzle piece. It caused Japan to come down to close down 1.73%. But the equity markets are being a bit resilient with this new monthly open. Notice how the S&P 500 above its monthly open to close with a slightly bullish candle. We cannot justify that this is bearish with the current daily candle not breaching the previous daily candle low. And now you can see we have this nice bullish wick with a nice continuation body that could potentially justify a test of the weekly open coming into next week. But remember, this is a three day weekend, which means the cryptocurrency market is going to be the most manipulated. So it's more important than ever to pay attention to what Josh and I have to say today. And just notice this as well. Bitcoin, exactly as we predicted after breaking 19,798, the 2018 previous all time high came down to fill the CME gap. But what's interesting about the way that this CME gap has been filled is the fact that it didn't fully fill the gap. And this isn't a surprise because we know the institutions in Wales love to keep retail on their toes. And so notice how we came down. The gap is actually 18,440 to 19,045. So we got inside of the gap. We started to fill it, but we didn't completely fill it. So we can now justify and say that there's actually a gap still left here between 18,440 and 18,525. Look how small this gap is right now. That's still an open CME gap on the charts. And the only other gap below that is 9,665. And then we do have a gap up top at 28,740. So I think that this was a very interesting puzzle piece that I wanted to just quickly mention. And 
exactly as we predicted yesterday, seven minutes to the close, seven minutes till the game was ending in the fourth quarter, Bitcoin decided to get back above 20,000 US dollars. That was not a surprise. I'm sure a lot of short positions got cleared out. I'm sure a lot of stop losses got hit. And I said, as soon as we get that pump, this is where I would be entering into more short positions. Josh, you actually entered into a short position. I hate shorting Bitcoin. I short altcoins. We did take short positions on altcoins. Josh actually over 100% profits on his short position after taking the short from the test of the previous weekly open. We'll talk a little bit about that as soon as I'm done with the four dimensional revolving parts. For those that aren't watching the whole live stream, I just want to get this out of the way. And so we saw this rejection. And then for those that were in long positions, this was a great opportunity to take profits. But now we're back inside of this area here, having a cup of coffee, a nice espresso right below the 2018 previous all time high. We're going to talk about what's happening, but I'll mention this. The likelihood Bitcoin can get back towards the monthly open and even above it right now, maybe while you're watching this video is very high because not only did the equity markets do it, but notice how Ethereum already right now above its monthly open sitting right at 1070 US dollars currently priced at 1083 US dollars. If Bitcoin were to just follow the market structure and schematics here, we would get back above this monthly open. And so that's very interesting to me. And then the last thing I'll cover and we'll hear Josh's opinion and he'll talk a little bit about their low because the Ethereum and Bitcoin chart is a gauge of sentiment in the altcoin market because the altcoins will follow Ethereum. And so when Ethereum is showing strength, it means that there's confidence in the market because investors are not just willing to be in Bitcoin, but they're even going as far as to switching their Bitcoin into altcoins like Ethereum. And so that's a very positive sign. We want strength because usually when we're in a bull market, we'll start to see the Ethereum and the Bitcoin chart also proceed inside of a bullish trend. And then in a bear market, it's the opposite, obviously. So if this continues down. It's showing more weakness. And so it's very good that we held 53,500 Satoshis. And then I'm sure there's other things I'll cover. But for those that are just watching the replay, I think that was enough for now. So Bitcoin inside of the range with a resistance of twenty three thousand seven hundred and ninety five and a support of seventeen thousand two hundred and four. What I do like about what we saw yesterday is we now have a symmetrical triangle and some market structure to trade off of. And so if we're able to get confirmations above or below the breakout of the symmetrical triangle. Now we can start looking at potential upside or downside targets for Bitcoin. And so we'll continue to monitor this here on the Cypress channel as we have our daily content, as we've done for almost six years now, every single day on the Bitcoin price. Josh, I want you to take the lead and talk about what's happening. But I'll mention this last for those watching the replay. If Bitcoin can get back above seventeen thousand nine hundred or really it's that 2018 previous all time high, that's our first bullish confirmation that we're going to potentially start to see the resistance of this symmetrical triangle get tested. And now at this point, I would say because the weekly open has so much confluence with the resistance, this is the most important resistance for Bitcoin. Twenty one thousand US dollars, a break above twenty one thousand US dollars to me is a confirmation of a potential 12 percent move to the upside to get to twenty four thousand. So twenty one thousand is that big level that we need to get above right now. And this previous weekly open here in green is eventually going to move up here by next week. And so this weekly open is going to be significant for the next seven to 14 days. And so twenty one thousand is the most important level for the upside breakout. Uh, and then for the downside at this point, because we saw some good buy volume come in here and we could potentially look at this as a reaction where when you reach a final destination, you will immediately turn back around. The amount of volume that we got here on the hourly justifies that this is an inflection point and a significant level for Bitcoin. So for the bearish snare, I do not want to see Bitcoin get below the candle low here at eighteen thousand six hundred and twenty six, because that could be a potential early confirmation that we might have a downside move of seven percent to seventeen thousand two hundred and maybe even further below that being the fact that if we see a trend continuation away from this metrical triangle, that would be a very negative thing in a bear market because that could turn into a transitionary phase where Bitcoin even sees lower levels. So nothing to be worried about on that downside scenario just yet, because remember, the first thing we're going to look for to assume any further downside below the current consolidation low at 
17,622 is going to be seeing the equities fall apart, which they haven't yet, right? So until we see the equities fall apart for those that are in the Sniper's channel, I'm not expecting Bitcoin to fall apart. And then what I'm watching for that is the Bitcoin to spy chart, which I set an alert for yesterday. I don't want to see this breach below. That could be invalidated, right? Because Bitcoin has shown weakness against the S&P 500 in the past. Currently, Bitcoin against spies below the 200 week moving average for the first time ever in history. And so what I'm watching right now is also the Bitcoin to spy chart for an early confirmation that, OK, maybe I'm wrong. Even if the equity markets don't form new lows, Bitcoin still has a chance of dumping. And that's going to first come with this chart showing weakness and breaking the current low. If that happens, then we definitely need to be on our toes and ready for a very big downside scenario potentially on the table. But so far, we're good on that. And with that, Josh, I spoke enough. You can go ahead and take the stage and talk about your amazing trade yesterday, as well as your thoughts on the market. And we'll take some yeah, questions from sure. our live audience. For sure. So I'll start sharing my screen now and um, you should be able to see it. So so the whole thing is, guys, is you know we're looking here at the four hour. Um, you know, I have a lot of people asking me, you know, what do you think the bottom is? Where is the bottom? Where is this? Where is that? Um, the whole thing is, it's very, very hard to predict an absolute bottom, almost impossible, right? It's literally almost impossible. Um, but the whole thing is, what we can do is look back in the previous chart history, and we can find that this yellow line that we've shown a couple times on the channel basically represents the bottom. Because right after 20,000 here at the previous all-time high, which is kind of close to where we're at now, which I can't even believe we broke below it, but we did. We're like hovering right on the top of this candle. But right at the very end, basically the bottom, quote unquote, of the, the first real dump that Bitcoin really had, 20,000, you know, I just drew it a, a line that you'll see that even back in March 2020, it did dip below it a little bit. Um, it was like, what, seven weeks or so that we stayed below it, which was crazy. Um, but essentially, you'll be able to see that we gained support on this yellow line and went way off track all the way up to 20 or uh, all the way up to 69,000 which is a huge double top. So anyone that was looking at this weekly chart should have known when this happened, that this was a double top and that's when you would have opened up a short all the way down. Right. But the whole thing is this though, guys, this yellow line has always besides March, 2020 predicted a bottom. And the crazy thing about this is we've had this line drawn on here before this price action was even here. It was just kind of a line that was just going out into outer space. It was, it was just uncharted territory, right? All the way back from, you know, the 2020 or the, the basically the 20,000 point. And so what I thought was remarkable and you, it's like, you can't make this up, you know, is that Naeem talks about when you reach your final destination, you will immediately turn back around. And what we see right here is, is our bottom indicator, which is known as this yellow trend line. It, it hit roughly even before the, the yellow line, but it's close enough. And immediately, I mean, look at this weekly candle. That's a big time frame. It immediately, look at that wick, turn back around. Okay, and now it's just gaining higher lows and higher lows. And as long as these weekly candles keep gaining higher lows and higher lows, then we're possibly going to be at the very beginning of a bull market, which as I've stated before, if we look back at these white vertical lines, we're due for another white vertical line. If you just measure the space between these, especially the space between these two, we're very, very close. So if we get our, our measurement ruler and let's see what the start of this bear cycle to this bear cycle, how many days was that? Okay, so that was, what was that? 406 days. Okay, so that was 406 days. Let's see how far we are now from this. Let's grab the ruler. We'll go all the way from here. See how many days we're currently at. So we're right around 364 days. So, so we're approaching that time where based off of not, you know, what I'm just pulling out of the air, not based off of what I think, this is based off of previous chart history. And, and we're going to be, I believe, very soon within the next maybe, I don't know, 50 to 100 days, we could be very, it's very possible we could be printing that, that, that fifth vertical white line that would begin the start of the next bull market. And Due to this trend line, which is also not just some random trend line, this yellow line, I try to keep my, I know there's a little bit going on in this chart, but I try to keep it as simple as possible. You know, horizontal support lines at the right level, 
you know, vertical lines only, like less is more. Here's the thing you guys gotta understand with your analysis, less is more. You don't wanna have a bunch of random lines. Each line has like amazing significance. So, so that's what I believe is that, you know, we might be approaching the time now where we may wanna start entering long positions. But that's the thing is if you take this resistance right here from this top all the way down to the yellow line, you know, and arguably, you know, before that, you could even make an argument, you know, using the classical analysis method of, you know, the fan, fan technique is basically what it's called. Um, you can make that red just for, for our eyes point of view. So arguably, you know, this line of resistance, this line of resistance, you know, it's not until we're able to break out above these levels that we would then, in my opinion, be in the start of a bull market. Um, and uh, we're, I believe that that time could be very close. And then ironically enough, that's just about enough time if you measure the time to be about 406 days. So, so that would essentially you know, put us right around the beginning of the next bull market. Um, so when Naeem talks about you know, having deja vu and things like that from March 2020, I mean, that's, <laughs> he's not joking when he's saying that because literally the line that goes from March 2020 all the way here is getting hit right now. So it's no coincidence that he's experiencing deja vu. Now, so that's what I wanted to cover, okay, on a little bit. Now, I want to go in more into the immediate short-term price action. Let's just go to the four-hour. So, so I want to kind of go over my mindset and what we're kind of looking, looking at right here, okay? So this ended up becoming, as Naeem has said, an asymmetrical triangle, which is neither bullish nor bearish, right? Because an ascending triangle with the flat top could be seen as a, as a bullish indication. You know, descending is a bearish continuation pattern. Asymmetrical triangles are kind of just right in the middle. And so really, in order to trade this, there's two ways that you can really trade this. Now, the one thing that I'm really keeping my eyes on, because remember, the less, the less here, the better. Well, first of all, we have this big line of resistance. So if I, if I were going to you know, enter a long position, um, this is what I would do. Because right now, me personally, since we're at such a critical level at 20,000, I have no idea what the price is really going to do. You know, it could, and nobody does. Anyone tells, you know, like, it could either go bullish or bearish at any time. And, and it's, we have to let the charts, you know, make their statement. So rather than us predicting what we think the chart's going to do, you know, what we can do is we can wait to see what actually happens. Is there a bullish breakout? Is there a bearish breakout? And then based off of that, then we can enter a long or short position with our stop loss directly above, you know, for instance, if we were to break down here, all the way down here, then you could see that essentially you would want to open up a short right at this line with your stop loss, you know, somewhere directly above it. Same thing, or you could do uh, what is also something very smart to do. If you wanted to not wait for a breakout, all you have to do is say if you wanted to enter a long somewhere around this line right here, or shortly thereafter, you just enter the long. And then you just set your stop loss for right below the market structure. Because usually when there's a breakout, there's really a breakout. Now, the thing is to understand, too, is that it could also be a fake out. And in a lot of cases, it does end up faking people out. Even if there's a one-hour to four-hour candle confirmation above or below, you know, it can still go in the other direction, especially when you have, you know, $20,000 level right smack dab pretty much in the middle. The I short love term, I, I believe this pattern could play out. And if you wanted to go long, you would set your stop loss right below here. Or if you wanted to, you know, basically go short, which by the way, we'll talk about my short position here in a second. But but I just want everyone on the channel to be aware of and just how to stay safe. You know, you want to, it's sometimes it's better to be stopped out a few times and then really hit it on the next one than, than have to, you know, sometimes have to try to save the position, which is never fun, right? But it is possible. And maybe... Maybe in the future, you know, we'll do some content on that. Um, there's really nothing Naeem can't do. You know, he can he can save a position. He can create a position, make it bigger. I mean, this guy, he's been doing this for six years, you know, on YouTube. I mean, it's crazy. This guy's on another level. But what I'm also paying attention to are these blue lines, okay? Because the price is gravitized and magnetized towards these blue lines. So whenever I observe the breakout, that will confirm the direction. And then the next target becomes, if it's a, if I'm going long at this breakout of the weekly open, then what I would do is I would basically, this target somewhere around here would be my target, which also, you know, comes down to, uh, you know, about that measured move that Naeem did 
So if we did this and we just turned it white, you know, if you take that measured move, depending on where it breaks out, you know, it could break out somewhere around here or whatnot. I mean, there's perfect confluence, you know, to the upside and to the downside, right? So it's like, especially with this yellow line or this uh, blue line. So it could either break out to the upside or the downside, but how ironic is it that that massive line of resistance that we mapped out is exactly the distance of what the measured move would be from a breakout of this pattern? Tell me that is not, that is not scary, right? So, so when, you, when in doubt, zoom out. This yellow line is always indicated the bottom no matter what, besides March 2020, which it broke below. So I believe we're very close to the bottom. Um, these white vertical lines are very telling um, and we're, we're overdue for another one. I'm really paying attention. Let's go back to the four hour. I'm really paying attention right now to these blue lines and this pattern. I mean, I've got alerts set right now on my chart for the upside and the, basically this line right here on top and the line on the bottom. You can see that by the alert function right here. So as soon as we have a breakout or even a fake out, which you guys got to be careful because it can really be a fake out. I'm, a, I'm going to get an alert. I'm going to be able to. And the cool thing about trading the strategy is you're really not risking much. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but like this is if, if you were to enter a short right here, you're not going to have as much, uh, you know, upside or in this case downside, which would still be profit because you're in a short. Because really, this this yellow line serves as such strong support. I mean, there is no other stronger support line than this line, as far as I'm concerned, right? With the most amount of weekly touches, there's just not. And so, so you would only be able to really short from here to here, which if we measure that move. You know, I mean, unless the measured move plays out and we break below it, it could be a March 2020 situation. But I mean, that's not it's not very much. I think that's only 11 percent compared to, you know, if it were to break out to the upside somewhere around here. You know, that's a that's a much bigger move. Right. So so you have more potential for going long. So so in reality, you know, it, it may be a smart move to go long here. You know, once this hit the bottom now, it may be a little too late. But for those of you that got in. You know, always remember if you miss a move, like say you wanted to go long and it starts pumping without you, it's never good to FOMO in once the ship's already sailed um, because that's how they get you a lot of times. So you want to just, if, you're, if your goal is to go long and it pumps without you, then just start gearing up for a short. If, if your goal is to go short and it starts dumping without you, then start gearing up to, be, to go long. That's really the thing. But I just want people to be careful, let them know what the downside would be if they're going short, which is technically the upside because they'd be in profit which is much more minimal compared to the measured move that Naeem has stated here. And we're so close to the bottom. It's like, it's like it makes so much sense on the macro sense to go long here. And not only that, but this could be classified as a bullish double bottom. And so, so it's really going to say a lot, guys. I mean, this, this literally the next, I would say, 24 to 48 hours is going to say a lot about the future price of Bitcoin. This is a historic time right now to be trading and to be examining this asset. A very historic time. This may be one of the last times you have to ever buy it, you know, below 20,000. Well, Crypto King on the chat, Josh says, how could we be close to the bottom while the macro environment is that bad for certainly a long time? And that's the thing. That's the thing. There could always be other black swan events. And so that's why, like when it comes to trading, the way that I do my analysis, the way I make my moves is wait for confirmation first of a break up or break down or break out, I should say, and break down. And then I put my money in because he's absolutely right. You never know. I mean, you could, that's why you got to be careful. And we warned you guys on other, you know, live streams, be careful about going all in right now on crypto because literally, like we said, there doesn't even have to be a bad outside environment. Satoshi Nakamoto could just wake up and find the private key to his wallet address. And, and literally the outside environment could be fine. And, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. We're just showing you guys what we're doing with our money. You know, don't take it as, you know, anything other than what it is. It's just technical analysis. And we're just, you know, going, there's a certain set of, of rules that in trading in general, that we're going based off of. And we just try to keep things simple, but also, um, but not too simple because then, you know, the market always does the opposite of what most people think it's going to do. So that's why we want you guys to be careful. That's why we want you to know the strategy of how you can get in and out without really risking much. Because the reality is you're not going to win every single trade. 
You know, you may lose one or two out of 10 trades or whatever the case may be. Just kind of depends. Sometimes you may win more, some weeks you may lose more. It's all about trading less, but profiting more. That's really what it's all about. And so right now could be a good opportunity. You know, if you were already in a long position, set your stop loss here. And that's kind of the pattern that we're playing out in the immediate short term. But I'm very conscious of this red line here. I'm very conscious of these two blue lines because once there is a breakout, whether that's to the upside or a breakdown to the downside, you know, either this yellow line or blue line is going to get hit or it's this this red line and this this uh, blue line up here. There is no in between. I mean, it's, it's literally gravitized between those points. So that's what I wanted to share. I wanted people to know the macro. I wanted them to know the micro and also just strategies to avoid getting wrecked because if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not an experienced trader, you can really get wrecked pretty easily. And we want to make sure that we prevent that for people watching this channel. Matthew says we are nowhere near the bottom. Macro is going to tank everything. And here's what I would say about that. I understand that the hardest thing to do as an analyst is to predict the bottom or top, right? It's very similar to what a weatherman does or a meteorologist. They tell you that there is a 50% chance of rain today or a 40% chance of snow, but they cannot predict whether there's going to be a tornado or a twister or a hurricane in the immediate short term. And so there's certainly probabilities when it comes to trading, and there are certainly reasons that we monitor and understand what's happening on the charts. Like yesterday, if you watched our live stream, then you would have expected Bitcoin to do this exact pump that occurred here. What was it? A 12% pump to the upside before the daily close is exactly what we predicted yesterday. I said to you guys clearly, while Bitcoin was at 18,000, because the S&P 500 dumped and went back up to test its daily open that it was highly likely for Bitcoin to do the same exact thing before the close. And guess what? It happened. And so you can't sit here and tell me that there aren't things that are predictable on the chart. I've been monitoring the Bitcoin price every single day for the last six years on this YouTube channel. And there have been many, many times that we predicted the exact price action. And so there is a predictability factor here. And I will mention this, though. When it comes to the macro environment, so we just had our worst month ever. And so we were down 40% and that is the worst month that Bitcoin has ever seen. And interestingly enough, though, this next month coming up, which we're currently in July, has uh, has historically been uh, one of the best months uh, for the markets, uh, or, uh, you know, at least a, a positive month. Um, so just notice here how in, in June, there was, a, you know, it's usually a major uh, drawdown, it's not too good of a month. Um, it's actually the worst month of the year, typically. And then July, we start to see that reverse, uh, because, you know, this is the six month mark, we're halfway through. And so I think that we should still have some hope here, that we could be seeing some bullish price action. As a matter of fact, I think that the monthly close and the fact that our prediction did come true yesterday that we were going to pump into the daily close and that allowed Bitcoin to hold above the 2018 previous all time high, which we know is a major support level because that was the major resistance in 2017 where Bitcoin topped out in December heading into 2018 previous resistance turns into support. And so the fact of the matter is because the bulls made a statement and said, no, 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 we're not going to let this close below this major support tells me we're getting the best chance of potentially seeing July turn into a more positive month. It doesn't mean that it has to be a green candle. It doesn't mean that it has to be the reversal or the bottom, but it does mean that maybe this month we're not going to be seeing continued downside. Maybe this month we get to 24,000. Maybe we even come up to test the previous monthly open, which is right around 32,000. And so I think that the monthly close was better than we could have asked for. It was the best monthly close we could have asked for with what we were given. And so 
I'm very happy Bitcoin decided to close above the 2018 previous all-time high. That was a very big deal with this recent monthly close. And so any other questions or we'll wrap up the stream early. It's July 1st. So let's see, Matthew or Crypto King says, it's surprising to me that ETH or a lot of alts are outperforming BTC at the dips. I want to buy a stack of cheap Ethereum. Billy says, good afternoon, boys. So there are some things I'll mention. Uh, let's talk about volume because now that we have some sort of market structure to work off of the question is 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 this symmetrical triangle bullish or bearish and this is a question josh asked me as we began to draw this market structure because we're finally getting something to work off of something to trade off of right and so here's what i would say when evaluating especially a symmetrical triangle which could be neither bearish or bullish because it's sort of the neutral triangle that you could form right because you've still got higher lows and lower highs and so higher lows are bullish lower highs are sort of can be considered bearish and so it's 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 a very neutral triangle it's not an ascending or a descending triangle so how do you determine the bias of the structure well i like to look at volume at the significant points of the structure and so the first thing I like to do when looking at volume is going into the institutional time frame. And we've talked about this in the past, especially with Bitcoin trading as an asset. Institutions like to print their volume on time frames that are a lot less popular with retail. So since TradingView defaults to the four hour time frame for all accounts, as a matter of fact, I think you need a premium account just to see the six hour time frame. I never like to look at the four hour time frame because here's a clear example of when Bitcoin formed a bottom. On the six hour, it was very clear that there was institutional buy volume, but on the four hour, it was the opposite. It was quite clearly fooling traders, not showing the buy volume, actually showing sell pressure, a lot of sell pressure, as if that the continuation of the downside was on the table, but it never continued down. That was the bottom. Yes, we wicked slightly below that bottom, but this is because of the short term traders. And so the short term price action has to do with the leverage trades and so the fact of the matter is this was the bottom for this actual move here and so when we look at the volume here i'll go to the six hour chart what you'll notice here is that the significant points so far this is one very significant point this is really the start of the structure i would say we got more buyers than sellers in volume more institutional buy pressure so institutions were willing to put up some money here more than what the sell pressure was this is a more significant amount of buy volume than the sell pressure at one of the significant points of the triangle and then notice here at the this current start of the structure that we have here which is the current consolidation low sitting right at 17,622 on the six hour time frame we got a strong amount of buyers very strong amount of institutional buy pressure so so far it's looking like the bias of the symmetrical triangle to me is looking bullish uh, we could look at this ascending volume here of sell pressure and we can look at this wick that occurred uh, but what's interesting is in the march of 2020 bottom if you look at the market structure bitcoin also bottomed out inside of a symmetrical triangle where we also saw some very similar price action to what we saw with yesterday's daily candle. Notice how this is the March of 2020 bottom. It was a symmetrical triangle. The significant points of contact were very similar to the way that this triangle was forming with high, uh, higher buy volume than sell pressure institution wise. Uh, and, and we also had these type of wicks that we saw like yesterday where price saw an abnormal push to the upside to test the higher range of the market structure before seeing a rejection we saw that in march of 2020 and so things so far are looking very similar to the march of 2020 bottom inside of symmetrical triangle abnormal activity with these wicks and then the bias being a bullish symmetrical triangle now if you were to follow josh's technique of buying the breakout or buying the breakdown it would have been very profitable to have an order here at 5600 because guess what if you did follow josh's advice and you entered into a long with a confirmation of a breakout 
then you would have never had to let go of that position because price never came back down to that breakout point. And so it's very clear right now that we're forming something very similar to what happened in March of 2020. And if you were to ask me what the bias is for this current symmetrical triangle, I would say the bias is bullish, especially after what happened with the monthly close. And so I think that that is important to mention there. And the Salt Laker says go buy. AE says 22,000 coming this weekend. Well, ideally, if Bitcoin follows S&P 500 in the immediate short term, we get back above 20,000 in the monthly open right now, which I wouldn't be surprised to see because this was a very big push to the upside. We saw an immediate reaction back to the downside. And uh, initially, when I got into my $20,000 long position here, I'd taken profits off of the first two targets and then it got closed out break even. And now I've got even better entry for my long position, which I'm more confident in because now I can get my top, my stop loss a lot tighter here because I do believe that right now 18,626 is surely significant. You can even see on the three hour chart the amount of volume that came there. So it looks like an inflection point and it looks like a place where we're now finally getting some market structure to work off of. So that's what I'm looking at here. And markets are forward looking. You know, so in March of 2020, I know people are saying, like, how are things going to get better in the macro environment? How are things how could this bottom if the macro environment so bad? Well, how did things bottom out in March of 2020? They bottomed out right at the start of the macro environment getting worse. That was the bottom. Mar February and January were great. January of 2020 was a great time. Everything was normal. February was quite normal. We were hearing about what was coming, but it was still quite normal. March of 2020 is when everyone was like, bam. Oh my gosh, everything's falling apart. Oh, guess what? That was the bottom, right? So it's not when the macro oh, yeah. environment's getting better that the bottom is going to come. No, the bottom's going to come when the macro environment's starting yeah. to get bad. That's when well, the bottom comes. Right now, we're just seeing the results of the pandemic. What are you going to say, Josh? I was going to say you're absolutely right. I mean, like the, the macro environment didn't get better after March 2020, but look how much the price pumped, even though the macro environment was getting worse. Exactly. So you can't sit here and wait for the macro environment to get better to, you know, it's just that's not how the markets work. The markets yeah, are forward looking. So here's the thing. You can't wait for the macro or micro environments to get better. What you need to do is you yourself need to get better. I love it, man. Joshua, um, you are the master of personal development. Let's just say that. Well, you have to. I always say you have to be grateful in order to become great. And there's another thing I wanted to mention too, um, but I guess I, can, I don't need to show the chart. I can just say it verbally because you're about to pull something up. No, you but can yeah, use your chart. I'm just, it's just. Well, basically, I mean, I don't really need to show, but uh, all I was going to say is that you want to wait for the, like to be extra safe, to make sure a breakout is not a fake out. The best thing to do is wait for the retest of the, of the pattern. You know, so if it breaks out to the upside, wait for it to come back down to test that line of resistance as support. And then that's when you put your money in. If you want to be like double sure, right? Or same thing if it breaks down out of the ascending triangle, or in this case, asymmetrical triangle. And then if it comes back up and retests the previous support as resistance and then starts falling back down, then that's whenever you can open up the short. And then your stop loss very close to break even or right above you, right, you know, give yourself a small amount of, of margin, right, between there. But I just wanted to mention that because, you know, a lot of times you can see the price break out of a pattern, but it will be a fake out. And it's very hard to tell that it's a fake out. So when you go long and the price comes right back down, you can really find yourself in a, in a whole heap of trouble in that type of situation. Um, unless you have, once again, another thing you can do is just, you know, if you do enter that position, you just have a kind of a tight stop loss directly below the line. So that way, if it is a fake out, then you're not losing that much. But the best thing to do is just wait for the retest. Unless it looks like it's going so fast and there's so much volume that there is no retest. In that case, you just want to market order in. That's the best way to do it. I love it, man. And just to point out a couple of things, I mean, it's looking very strong here to make the case that Bitcoin could get back above 20,000 here very soon because, I mean, the Dow Jones closed positive up 300 points for the week. And this is heading into a three-day weekend. 
I really like that corn, soybeans, and wheat all dropping to new yearly lows, I believe. At this point, I wouldn't actually call it yearly lows, but they're forming, you know, they're dumping. Let's just say that they're, they're dumping more than Bitcoin right now, which is good. Uh, that's a sign of inflation easing off of the food the supply. DXY? I know the DXY is the one negative puzzle piece on the table, but I'll mention this. If we look at how Grayscale Bitcoin Trust closed, we closed up 1.5%. And then if we look at how the MicroStrategy uh, closed uh, closed up 1.5%. So everything in the crypto sector of equities closed strong. NASDAQ looks like it's closing green. Dow is up 300 points. That's what majority of retail will recognize when you mentioned the stock market, right? That's where all the beginners are familiar with. And so I, I think it's highly probable right now, Bitcoin, uh, at least through this weekend. Um, and from the past three-day weekends that we've seen over the last few uh, months, I, I think uh, we haven't seen many crazy moves. In 2018, there was definitely a case to make that every three-day weekend was insanely volatile. But I think that we did get enough volatility uh, already from yesterday's monthly candle close uh, and that there's a high chance uh, into this weekend Bitcoin gets back inside of this little tight range here between the current previous weekly open and the 2018 previous all-time high. That's why I'm trying to front run this long position that I'm in right now, $19,450 average entry. And I have a you know very tight stop loss uh, right below this level. So I'm trying to front run the fact that we're going to get back above this level and hold here. Because I'm thinking even by the close here in the next four hours that we're going to get back above 20. And uh, you know what's interesting about Bitcoin getting back inside of this little tight range here is it puts us in the middle of the symmetrical triangle. Remember, 70% towards the apex of the triangle is where you want to see the move. You don't want to overextend too far because that actually invalidates the structure. And so what's very interesting, though, to me is if we look at the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, it also, if we went into some of these smaller time frames, found a lot of support here in this little tight range here. Uh, and so our levels are acting more significant than they ever have here on the Snipers channel. Um, but yeah, the DXY, Josh, as you mentioned, did close quite or hasn't closed, but is looking sort of bullish macro wise, which it has been. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you know, we almost broke into new highs today. The double top almost. Yeah, and, and there's just so much bearish divergence if we were to pull up the RSI. And this is a very strong predictor for the DXY topping out that I'm not so worried about continued upside here. I think that it's, you know, one of those things where bull markets are very short lived. And, uh, and with the amount of bearish divergences we're seeing, not just on the daily for the DXY, but now we're starting to see a lot of bearish divergence uh, on the, you know, higher time frames. I, I think, uh, you know, there is a possibility that, that sooner than later we can top out. Just notice here in March of 2020, how the bearish divergence was the top here, you know, so we had a higher high performing price, RSI formed um, a lower high, and that ended up being uh, the top, right? So that was the top 2020. And so um, right now, you know, we're seeing the same thing, but on an exaggerated level, where we're, we're forming multiple highs, uh, and RSI continues to form bearish divergences. Um, so, so I'm, I'm waiting to see whether we'll get that top here soon. So, you know, we know there's major, major pressure on the dollar to, to come down right now, uh, but it is breaking out in the macro, which means that we cannot deny it. We cannot reject it. We, can, we cannot put it to the side. Um, and, and there is potential we go all the way up to 120, right? You know, that was a well, that's bad for Bitcoin, you know, if it gets all the way up there. Yeah, I mean, we could argue that until it gets up there, the bottom isn't in. Right, that's one of those things. Oh with the DXY. So that's probably, so that would probably put us around, not March twenty twenty levels as far as price, but March twenty twenty levels as far as that that yellow trend line. So that's pretty scary, um, but it shows you that the move is definitely on the table, and the fact that we broke above the DXY, above those pre that previous double top, that says a lot right there too. And I, 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 I'll tell you this. I don't like the way that Bitcoin CME closed with not filling the gap completely. Yeah, I don't like that it didn't fill this gap. 
I think that that's just a little bit of a toxic close there and a toxic way to close the gap as well. It's not fair in my opinion because let's say price does move back up. Let's say it doesn't fill the gap up top yet, but let's say it does move up and it starts to just kind of chill here around 24,000. Now you're going to get people saying, okay, well, did it fill this gap already or did it not fill this gap already? And it, it, let's say price fills this gap up here. And now people are like, okay, I, I don't know. Is this gap filled or not? And if this gap isn't filled, maybe this never gets filled. And now you, you start getting traders really questioning whether we're going to come further down. So I, I think it's a uh, interesting that this closed like this, you know, it, it, it's not surprising. It's I'll just say that it's just, you know, it's the trick trap and frustrate crew coming out on the field and doing what they do best, which is trick trap and frustrate traders, right? So that's what I'm looking at, you know, um, so far total market cap has held strong from the 2018 previous all time high. So that's something to monitor. I think that uh, this can justify as we talked about yesterday that Bitcoin doesn't yet breach below and that means all coins don't continue to sell off at least in the immediate short term which is, is what we're, we're focused on right now so the very interesting market we have the three-day weekend coming up and NU says could you look at theta most of oh, these altcoins are going to follow bitcoin but anything else to, to to say josh before we wrap up yeah i just wanted people to be safe and not get faked out and um and realize that there's there's always you know volatility which is, can be a good or a bad thing and so i think we covered you know the the most important facts you know we showed them the outside environment we showed them you know the patterns we showed them the critical levels now it's just all about probability so they just need to put the odds in their favor by utilizing the information that we're telling them I love it, man. Well, we'll do altcoin requests on another live stream. Um, I'm sitting here on log doing Fibonacci retracement. What am I doing? We'll do altcoin requests uh, on another live stream. But yeah, I am in a long position for Bitcoin heading into the weekend. Uh, I don't feel too uncomfortable inside of this position. Uh, when we're looking at liquidation price, my current liquidation price, I'm on 9x leverage for this trade. And I've got 50% of my available balance inside of the trade. And my liquidation price here is below 18,000. So uh, with an entry at 19,458, liquidation price 17,870 on 10x, currently in 1% profit. I, I'm very confident in that liquidation price, 17,800, because if we do start to sell off further, I will add the rest of the 50% of my account into that position. But I'm going to use that as a bailout fund and that'll probably lower the liquidation price far and below the $17,204 support, which hasn't been tested yet. And so no matter what, I think we'll hold 17204 in the worst case scenario. I don't expect a massive dump into this weekend, uh, especially with the monthly candle close rescuing itself. And then even the daily close yesterday, I mean, we could argue this is bullish candle symmetry here. We got a nice wick to test this demand zone. And we immediately recovered above it, right? And so I have a feeling this current daily candle is going to really transform like we haven't seen a candle transform in our lives. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I'm sure it's going to transform in some way, shape, or form. Um, That's fun. Who knows, though? You know, yeah. I, like Josh said, if this thing breaks the symmetrical triangle support, I mean, it might as well take a short there, right? I mean, if it breaks above, it's, that's going to remind me of 2020. I think, you know, that's that that really puts this scenario and this structure here as a potential bottom because that's how march of 2020 bottom inside of a symmetrical triangle and it was the same exact thing that's happening now it was institutions over leveraged at the time it was bitmex they had way too much leveraged positions getting liquidated same reason bitcoin's falling now it's tons of liquidations left and right with institutions that was the same way bitcoin bottom in march of 2020 it was just tons of liquidations specifically on bitmex and they had to shut their exchange down in order for Bitcoin not to go to zero. And so same deal, we're seeing the same thing here. So very interesting that they're both forming these asymmetrical triangles. And Matthew says, Bitcoin bottom is 13.8 thousand. Charts tell us not gonna happen this weekend, but that's the price I'm honing all in. 
Yeah, you know, but the way that people are talking about 13,000 is the same way people were talking about like a thousand US dollars back in 2018 to 2020. You know, people are always trying to predict the absolute, absolute bottom. And I never heard anybody say 13,000 before Bitcoin broke 30,000, right? And so that was the same thing in 2018. Nobody was talking about a thousand dollars until Bitcoin broke a certain point. I think when it started to break eight to 7,000, people started bringing their downside targets even lower, but that ended up not being the bottom. Here's what I know for damn sure. When the bottom does come in, it's a number that's hard to remember. You know, so if, if we look at Martin, Josh and I talked about this the other day, if we look at the bottom here, I mean, who remembers the exact number? $3,782, right? And 32 cents, right? What was the bottom here in 2018, right? I mean, bottom $3,156 and 26 cents. Like, like the bottom is always some random number. Uh, 3,000 was the bottom, right? Uh, 5,000 was 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 the bottom here or whatever um, What's that? What did we say it was? Oh, it was 3,000 as well. So both times it came down. Wow Anyways interesting. So Smash the like one for the YouTube algorithm sites if you support this content. I think that's it for today with Josh and I and uh, Yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about Josh? Yeah um, You know one thing we talked about as well is that you can actually at a, at a key inflection point you can open up a short and a long at the same time. And then based off the reaction to the inflection point, you can edit and adjust the long and the short in real time. And so that's also a strategy. Um, there's just a lot of different other strategies that you guys can do. But um, but I guess we'll dive into more of that on the next one. I love it. Well, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the channel. Remember to subscribe to Joshua Earp. The link is in the description below. Joshua, thank you. thank you for being on once again. I am always grateful for your time and your thoughts have been very good and a, a huge value add to our community. So with that, I think that's it for today. Thank you guys for tuning in and until next time, snipers.